Welcome to Ride Along Chronicles. I'm Vicki. I'm Tina. And I'm Sally. We are three great friends who created our own support system as we raise our families in the challenging first responder lifestyle. Our confidential guests will share their stories in this safe space that didn't exist for us. So ride along with us as we chronicle lessons learned and provide helpful resources to keep Leo families in the front seat. Today's episode, we really wanted to talk about successful marriages in the first responder lifestyle and shine a positive light on our lifestyle and let other spouses, especially young and new spouses, know that, you know, they hear a lot of stories and it's sometimes a lot of complaining or a lot of dark stories or scary stories, but it's not always that way. And it is, um, it is a lifestyle that is... I want to say rather enriching to us or, or, you know, we've talked about it before as it being a calling and it's not just the officer that has a heart of service. It's the family as well. Um, but we'd like to welcome you and, and bring you in and, and pick your brain a little <laughs> bit and see, you know, what advice and tips and fun stories you might have to share for our listeners. Thank you so much for joining us, Diane. Um, first off, can I ask, um, how did you get into the first responder lifestyles? If you want to just begin there. Well, like most people, you know, I was just living my young life and had a friend that seemed to know all law enforcement officers who she thought would be a really nice fit for me. Turned out it really was. Awesome. <laughs> nice. Wow. Well, talk good. about connections. Right. How long have you been married? We have been married 39 years. Wow. And yeah. wow. we have three grown children. Okay. 12 grandchildren. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. Cool. Awesome. My sister says you win. When you started dating, and it was a friend of a friend knew a bunch of law enforcement officers or first responder lifestyle. What went through your mind about considering dating uh, a law enforcement officer? Well, actually, I don't think I was very mature in terms of <laughs> dating. Gosh, do I want to date a law enforcement officer? That was not a consideration. Sure. And I certainly wasn't interested, and neither was he, in getting serious about anyone. So okay. it was just kind of a we, the first... Uh, thing we went to was a picnic a law enforcement picnic oh, and that was a clue I was like you jumped right in <laughs> yeah, you both feet with food so you know it was uh I did have two children so we arrived with a playpen and a stroller and so that tells you you know his character he was yes. all good with it uh but immediately we arrived at the picnic and he took off to play softball and you know I hung around with my children. Kind of <laughs> so left you there to find, left me make there. some new friends. And that was fine. <laughs> you know, like I said, um, before we visited, I've, I'm pretty independent. So I thought, well, all right, you know, let me just see what what out. other people are around here. <laughs> Again, we weren't serious. Sure. So it was not. In fact, um, my mom and I laughed when I said, well, I have a date, but probably the first and last time I'll see him because it's a picnic so I'm taking my children so, <laughs> so this will be it but we'll have a good day that's the ultimate <laughs> test you pass or not of course I think my mom liked him more than I did oh. so uh, you know once she got to know him 
I think it was, you I'm know, sure she could see inside, you know, how moms attractive. are. Oh, he's oh, got a good yeah. job. It has a retirement and some benefits. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. And he didn't run with the, the he didn't kids run. until. Yeah. She, she liked him. She liked him a lot. Oh. <laughs> and In fact, long? I was like, really, mom? He's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he knows this now. <laughs> he will soon. <laughs> how long did you end up dating? Oh, we dated for about a year. He really, um, he had plans to move. We lived in a small town. It was his first duty station. He planned to move. And uh, you know what? Certainly we weren't serious. So we dated for about a year. He'd drive down to see me. um, And after about a year, you know, we decided, you know, this is a little more than just drive down to see me on the weekend. Gotcha. So (laughs) kind of evolved. Okay, so it evolves into a marriage proposal, mm-hmm. and did you hesitate or take into consideration at that time what the lifestyle would be? Because now you're a year into it, and now you're you're talking about a lifetime commitment and bringing your children into it, um, and you didn't start out with this decision, both of you coming into it together. So if he was already involved, you're coming in after the fact. So how did that affect you? What did you think about? How did you come about your decision? Well, uh, you know, I wasn't sure I wanted to be married to a law enforcement officer just simply because I didn't want to lose him. I never yes. wanted to lose him. Yeah. Yeah. And so I very seriously considered do I want to take that chance? You know, that was really the most serious decision. Of course, I did have children. Um, you know, that's a different subject. Sure. But oh, in yeah. terms of law enforcement, it was, that was our biggest decision. Yeah. Um, and we also just made, we were actually, we both were raised very similarly in terms of, um, you know, how are you going to spend your money? Where are you going to go to church? How are you going to raise your children? You know, we were very traditional. We discovered during that year that we were raised very similarly, and we kind of thought the same. So that's helpful. Those yeah. weren't, those you know, were easy. Those, those were a little easier yeah, yeah. than um, all. We didn't have to. We did consider all those things, right. um, but finally, I did decide that I didn't. You know, why would I miss out just in case? Right. You know, never know. what if and it look, never happened? 39 look, years later. I know. What <laughs> He's still here. Thank you, God. And you still like him. And I like him. And congratulations for that. Wow. That's <laughs> a feat in itself. Now it don't is. ask him if it he is. likes me. So I <laughs> just won't go there. Hopefully he's smart and just says yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. I trained him up right. So you get married. And did you stay in that town or did he... Did you end up relocating to another agency, another town? Well, you know, um, he moved away almost uh, pretty soon after we started dating. Okay. And so he did have to come back and visit me. He was, you know, that was not the town he wanted to live in. Um, He was beginning his career and really had intended to move, move around um, as promotion opportunities came up. Sure. So we moved that was another decision. I had already owned my own home. I had my own career. Um, so I was pretty established. But, uh, you know, I, I wanted to be with him. So we packed up and moved. We have never changed agencies. 
It's okay. always been the same law enforcement agency. And uh, we haven't had to move. We plan to uh, as he moved up through the ranks, but we didn't actually it didn't turn out that way. That's a unique situation mm -hmm. because you were already, you said, established. You had your own home. You had children. And a for a lot of folks in law enforcement, usually those are second marriages, you know, that when they become blended families and both parties have um, their own jobs and careers and they're trying to blend it. But how hard was that, looking back from where you are, young with all of that, and then not losing yourself or not making his job uh, first, just like you said, because he had to travel and you said you didn't want to change towns. So how did that look like? Well, you know, um, that, that was a decision, you know, that I had to make. Um, certainly, he can't go backwards in his career. Sure. And um, even at that time, uh, my career was very flexible. Office, you know, accounting is very flexible. You can usually move around. I, you know, went to school later in life. So um, even support roles are pretty easy to find. So that really wasn't um, a consideration. I think that the the biggest consideration is I re do remember immediately trying to make up ground. You know, I had owned my own home, so immediately we got to our new town, and I'm looking around. Okay, what house are we going to buy here? Because I, I don't want to rent. Right. I, need to, I need to get back where I was. Yes. <laughs> so I wow. kind of mentally wanted to get back, you know. I don't want to start all the way at the bottom. Let's get back to where I was. Right. You know. And, of course, he was fine with that. That's great. And then how soon after getting married did you, you you said you had three children mm -hmm. how how soon after getting married did you have your third child we really had a blended family right from the start he did not have any children those are easier those are easier things um i think yeah. when you i can see that have to blend a family i think it it can be done successfully but the less dynamics that you have to fit into the equation the easier it is right. and, and they were little of course, they immediately, in fact, my son, um, if I disappear tomorrow, he might miss me a little. But if dad disappears, there's going to be a yeah. serious hole in his life. <laughs> so so they, they took to him then oh, yeah. right away. And right away. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. But, you know, that's really, um, it's not necessarily what I did. You know, who you marry is huge. And... Just figuring that out ahead of time is also huge. You know, I don't mean to say there was not a transition or, you know, a little bit of dynamic changes, you know, with us trying to figure out who's who's who and who's in charge here and, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. I can imagine being a single mom, you know, you have your established routines and how your vision of how things are going to look and then now we're adding this other person who has another dynamic and may right. say, oh, I don't know. You know, there's I a really period of transition, Absolutely. you know, but it's good to learn that. Mm -hmm. I've been able to pass that to my own daughters in particular. Um, I have one daughter, they're in the military. And wow. so, so, you know, similar. I'm able to say, yeah, there's a period of transition here when he gets home and when he leaves, you know, mm -hmm. just ride through it, you know, yeah. that kind of right. stuff. It's kind of a similar lifestyle in that they, you know, they're gone a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different dynamic. It so. is. 
do you think having been a first responder wife, you know, where you had those adjustments that you talked about after you became a blended family that made it easier or that you can relate to your daughters who later ended up marrying folks from the military, passing that on, do you think having that experience as a first responder wife was helpful? I do. I think that's helpful. You know, because you can say to them, look, that's not a deal breaker. That's either temporary or uh, you need to talk about it. And perhaps you need to go at it this way. Um, he's probably just needs to hear that from you. Things right. like that. Wow. That I, you know, I mean, when you have a first responder as a spouse, you learn things kind of the hard way, maybe. Uh, um, I, I think our... Going. Our generation learned things a little more of the hard way. I think there's For more sure resources now. I really do. Yeah. The hard way, but I also think um, there's a level of a commitment that's expected that maybe for whatever reason hasn't kind of passed down. I think that's as well. true as well. And having you as like a person that's like, all right, I've been there mm -hmm. and we stuck it out and it gets better. Um, having that as an example is a big, big thing too, because you know um, you're you know you genuinely seem like you guys have a good marriage and you like each other. I mean, mo most of us come from parents that have had long-term marriages, but maybe they don't look the same. Right, I think that's true. They certainly don't look the same, and the next generation doesn't look the same. No, no. and th they do some things a lot better. You know, they share a lot better. <laughs> share responsibilities a lot yes, better. <laughs> I will that is, that's good. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah, it is good. But we might have seen how uh, mom struggled with doing everything where dad got to come home from work and sit on the couch. Yeah, and that's mom's true. mom's still working, and now we're like, no, 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 this is not going to happen to me. Well, and, you I, know, vice versa. Um, dad worked. His job was to support the family, um, and yet my husband was a coach and was very, you know, very involved. And that's, I think that's a little generational too. I think they're much more balanced, hands-on. Absolutely. Yeah. My mm -hmm. mom's always said that, like, like our husbands, meaning, you know, mm -hmm. uh, have been more involved in from day one. Right. Changing diapers and right. being involved in that. So uh, maybe he was more progressive. School activities, than, you yeah, know. Yeah. He's ahead of his time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I liked that. I really liked yeah, that sure. about you him. I was that. surprised. No. You know, they were real little. And so when they began to get into sports, I was pleasantly surprised. You want to coach? This is so fun. I can't believe you want to do this. Do husbands really do this? <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask, when you, okay, so married and third child is here and are you back at work right away? When when did you or did you ever stop working like for a significant period of time? You know, where you stay at home for a short time and then you went back to work or did you continue through just having a maternity leave and then going back to work? Well, you know, looking back, I should have taken some time. Mm -hmm. I did not. Okay. Yeah, I went back right away. I think that was... Uh, you know, kind of a tough time for us because we were both exhausted. Yes. And wondering, 
why aren't you doing what you need to do? <laughs> Both of us at the same time. Right. I think they call it the delirious state. Yeah. Where you, just, you don't know anything different. You You're know, but at the time, you know, we felt like we needed to. Uh, probably looking back, we probably could have been fine. So. so it does sound like he did share quite a bit of the burden of like housework or taking care of the kids am I on track or did it require a conversation to say hey I need you to help me out with this part of the housework or let's pick up some schedules and if you did have that conversation how did that conversation go you know I have to say um I my mother was had great ideas and you know she really liked my husband and so and he he was he's a great guy so she had good ideas he was not very good with housework or helping getting up at night and things like that he did work you know he rotated shifts Mm -hmm. um so I did I would say 99 percent but um one time I I do remember complaining and she said well why don't you let him help you I said, well, what can he do? You know, he's gone in the evening. And she said, I said, I have to go to the grocery store. She said, well, let him go to the grocery store. I said, well, I have to get a lot of things. She said, well, make him a list. I said, well, he doesn't know how much to get. He doesn't know what brand. She said, well, write it down. Well, hello. (laughs) So I did. And he started going to the grocery store at like 1130 at night when he got off work. Wow. He'd buy two baskets worth of groceries every other week. It worked out great. Come home, put them away, and then you go to bed. I was like, wow. well, you know. So you listen great to idea, I mom. Yes, totally I like, you listen that. to your mom when they tell us stuff, and we're like, oh, no, that's not, no. That's actually pretty progressive of your mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, she was, you know, very helpful. And like I say, she liked him. So it wasn't, it was certainly not, well, he needs to help you. No. That lazy bum. No, she was not like that. But I think that answers the age-old question of control when we hear a lot of other conversations with our female friends that say, well, he doesn't know how to do it. He doesn't know how to pick. Right. He should know. He should know. Like, didn't we throw enough hints? But you literally didn't have to throw hints. Your mom's like, write it down and try it out. Give it to him. Yeah. Give him the instructions. With no other excuses. And you know, he was fine with those instructions. He bought every brand I asked for, the Not number I asked for. Isn't that interesting? I mean, why is that so hard? I don't know. because Why would s- that be so hard for me to come up with? <laughs> I think we still th- struggle we with still that. I think oh, that we can do it say. better or I, I'll get what I want. That I know I had that kind of experience when it came to taking the kids to a doctor's appointment. Mm. And the first time I had to have my husband take the kids to a doctor appointment because <laughs> I couldn't get off work, I sent him with... <laughs> sheet of questions and at the end of the you know the pediatrician visit the doctor said well do you have anything and my husband was like well yes as a matter of fact and he pulls out this list of questions and the doctor just kind of sits back and okay did he take notes he did did. he He wrote all the answers and brought them back to me i can't imagine (laughs) but it was a it was a huge for me a very Mm -hmm. huge control issue of no i that's my part I take care of that, you know, yeah. and I, I can do better than I you. Know. Well, yeah, you sometimes know, I can ask the questions because I don't think, I don't know if he would ask the questions, but, right. Right. but I made sure we that all my had a little did. bit of that. I always try to be like, all right, 
He can do it. He might be different than I do it, but it's okay. okay. Yeah. You just keep running that through your head, and you're like, it'll be okay. They'll, they'll survive. <laughs> right. Will it matter in 10 years? <laughs> yes. And the answer yes. is no. How did you navigate holidays? Were you, was he able to participate? Um, was he able to work out shifts and trades and take days off? Mm -hmm. Or did you, uh, like a lot of us, we ended up going to holiday events or family events or anything else that would have required the normal family to attend together. It was mom and the two kids or a spouse and the, and the kids um, alone. How did you come about it? Did you, is that what you experienced as well? And how did you navigate through that? I do think that that's very typical of law enforcement. Yes. Um, and I just accepted that. You know, I did not resent him for that. He didn't, he was not the type that would try to trade. Um, if his shift was his shift, that's what we did. And, um, you know, I, that did not seem to uh, be a point of contention for us. We did not. I do, I do remember uh, seeing a young uh, law enforcement wife with her three children at church. And I thought to myself, there I am, you know, you're, that was me. you're there. That was me. And, uh, you know, her husband actually was killed in the line of duty. Yeah. And I probably cried for her more than, you know, a family member because I saw myself. Right. Absolutely. But she was by herself and, you know, just trooping along on a light note. It's fine. You know, we... It, sure, it, he was the one missing the party, right? And I felt bad for him. And see, but I think wasn't I wasn't missing anything? No, but you just hit on something. You know, I think we forget sometimes, or at least I was notorious. Even though we work shift work, I primarily work day shift, so I can be home. But I think sometimes when we get with our girlfriends or parents and we're frustrated, we forget that yeah, we have to do a lot of things on our own and prepare, and it's so they can work, but. I don't know if we necessarily stop and say what you just did right now with saying, you know, but he's the one missing out. I right. still have family and friends and other things to make it a holiday, mm -hmm. but they are not. Right. Did you find those since you accepted that early on, you said, and that wasn't such an issue? How did you get the rest of your family kind of on board if you, you know, adjusted your holidays, like you said, and did things since he was, you know, always working when he had to? Um, did they find it hard sometimes to celebrate? outside of the regular holiday season or I do think they struggled a little bit um you know I grew up with um everybody was home every evening everyone sat down to dinner everybody was there on every holiday you know it was eight to five Monday through Friday my mom stayed home it was very traditional I think it was a little bit difficult I think they wondered if I rigged it that way <laughs> so I didn't have to come to the family event or, you know, or if he didn't want to come, so he just planned to work. You know, I, I, we would catch a few uh, small hmm. little innuendos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I try to assure everyone, no, you know, that's not purposeful. It just so happens that it lands that way. Either we can't come because he's not able to come or um, I'm here by myself because he's not able to come. It's not because he doesn't want to be here. You know, I'd have to um, a little bit uh, on both sides of the family, a little bit on both. 
I think they, he did enjoy his job. And so oh. they wondered if he enjoyed his job more than he enjoyed them. You know, and so it was both sides yeah. of the family. I don't think it was anything, you know, other than they missed him. You know, they wanted him. Oh, they did. Yeah. yeah. You know. They did. Well, and how did you kind of navigate that? So, you know, you mentioned that before, you know, you were, you were in a relationship before and had children and not in a law, law enforcement lifestyle. Looking back now, you know, after comparing the and contrasting a little bit, do you look back and notice that there, besides the holiday was one, do you notice any other unique things that stand out to you of, you know, the lifestyle differences versus the first relationship or, you know, early on? Well, I think we've talked about this before. There is a bond with law, other law enforcement families. Um, mm -hmm. You can work with someone in their family, and you might even get to know them, but there isn't an unspoken bond that forms with other law enforcement families uh, that uh, it's not really something you can define. At least I can't define it. But... I think that's the biggest difference is that um, we're in this together. When I did move to town, another law enforcement wife would take, you know, come over. She would take my kids while I did job interviews because I didn't know anyone. You know, it was that kind of um, just a support, a, system. Uh -huh, a support system that other uh, families don't feel the need to have, I don't think, and probably could use it but it's one of the perks i think is that you really do take care of each other yeah yeah i agree once you get to know each other yeah right absolutely yeah, yeah. just gonna bring up uh, kids did your kids ever during those holidays or special family events did they ever bring up like oh dad's not coming again or did they ever have issue with it growing up even in those fun teen years no, I don't. No. They really did not. They, uh, my husband laughs because every day before he'd go to work, you know, he'd turn on his lights and, you know, they, oh, this is my dad. <laughs> but he said, you know, they see me every day. I have a gun. I have a badge. I have lights on my car. But we walk downtown and they see a police officer. They're like, oh, there's a policeman. There's yeah. a police. Hey, awesome. you live with one. Who am I? <laughs> Dog yeah. meat. But no, they did. You know, they just really did not. They um, got used to it. They were little. They got used to it. Did you guys have any traditions of, like, when he was leaving for shift every day? Or, like, a, like I don't know, uh, always had to say, be careful, Dad, or hugs, kisses when he got home if he was working nights? Or did you have any kind of routines like well, that? Well, I'd love to, to say connected? we did. Uh, you know, we actually thought we were perfectly normal. And so I just said goodbye, expecting to see him when he got home, get a gallon of milk on the way. You know, it was very, um, we did not dwell on the fact that you may or may not see get him. home. Right. We didn't have any traditions like that. We no. just didn't, we really didn't focus on that at no. all. Do you think looking back, though, that that actually was a good thing? Because you didn't. You know, like she said, some families say, be safe, you know, uh, constant reminders, like you said, to younger kids who are absorbing it, even if they're not understanding it, that there's always a constant fear of no return. Mm -hmm. 
looking back now, do you feel like maybe, like you said, making it like a normal, every other family, you just said goodbye and we'll see you tomorrow. Do you think that actually was a good thing? Well, I think it was a good thing for us. I think every family does it differently. I've talked to other wives. They want to know what's going on. They keep the scanner on. If they feel Mm -hmm. like they're informed, they feel safer. They feel like their husband is safer or their wife is safer. Um, It's really very individual. That worked for us. Um, Looking back, I probably could have been a little more attentive, you know, to that fact um, that he actually had a very dangerous job. It was very emotionally draining. Um, Instead of, you know, being so blissfully ignorant that, you know, okay, you're going to work. See you later. You know. But maybe that kept him, like, grounded in that, you have this cool job, but it's not everything, you know. Well, I do think, and he said this before, and he's talked to other law enforcement officers and said, you have to have some, quote, normal friends. You have to have, don't immerse yourself in only law enforcement where you're surrounded by it, um, both when you're, you know, at a social setting and at work. He said, get some, he calls them normal friends. Get a normal circle. (laughs) Be well-rounded. That was going to be like, you don't like that friend. Find another normal friend. (laughs) No, because, I mean, that's huge. No, it's not normal enough. (laughs) (laughs) Keep trying. (laughs) No, because that was where it was kind of leading into, you know, how did you keep yourself grounded? Or did you have a time where you felt like um, he wasn't maybe as grounded in the family life and got caught up in the identity of, and not really connecting with you or the kids. You know, I think there were, as I think back, there were some times. There were different circumstances that, um, where he got caught up in his career, um, different duties that would really, um, he'd be immersed in. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember I'm pretty, you know, we're pretty good about voicing that. I would voice it, you, you know. Hello, I'm still here. (laughs) Remember me? Yeah. No, he was uh, not, it wasn't a constant thing. Yeah. What about assignments? Like if he wanted to do a different assignment that changed his work hours or changed his days, how did that play out for you guys? Uh, You know, he did. you know, he, he moved up through the ranks. He And in order to do that, he got experience in different areas, narcotics and uh, various different kinds of duties in order to get the experience. Um, I don't think it affected us anymore. Um, some of them were a little scarier. Right, sure. <laughs> the stories were a little more... Um, the only time I do remember, um, because he was on a particular assignment, and mo- for the most part, like I shared, we didn't worry about, am I going to see you again? Right. I do remember one time when he told me a story, and I thought, oh my goodness, praise God that you got home. And I do remember telling my friends at church, I have a praise, you know, <laughs> which is very unusual for me. <laughs> I was going to say, what did they look at you like? What? Surprise. <laughs> well, for me to be vocal about it, it is I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. Well, that's so. interesting because you say being vocal about it, but 
being very strong and independent prior to marriage, you had your own home, you had your, your career, you had children. You are a very independent person, and it sounds like you, you had a voice, and you had your, your own identity, correct? Like, you knew firmly who you were, or did that come about just a little bit later? How did that mesh with his identity? Well, actually, at first, we weren't a real good fit because of that. (laughs) So he was a new recruit, and they do have to have a lot of confidence. (laughs) (laughs) I like that word. (laughs) And, um, you know, I was, uh, I did have my life. I did have plans, and they were unfolding. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was happy with that. (laughs) so I do remember thinking you know I like this guy and that was not part of the plan (laughs) so jump on my plan yeah maybe well we did discuss that but um we decided that we would jump on his plan okay yeah but you discussed it that's good okay so jumping on his plan and I'm sure at some point because of shift work this always comes about there's a conflict in schedules How did you manage or have the conversation? Hey, we we need to get on the same page and it can't fall all on me. How did you not lose yourself in his world and maintain your own identity? You know, there, there is just different ways that, you know, being around law enforcement, there's different ways. There are spouses that like, they love to be part of that identity. Um, and I've always felt kind of bad for my husband because I didn't really want to. I didn't know any call signs. I didn't know any badge numbers. <laughs> you mean you, he didn't you know. use code words to refer to you? <laughs> no. But how did you keep, you know, yourself, like you said, just as important as his? Because like you said, you had plans. And even though you consented to, you know, his, his world at that moment because a shift work took some priorities to change your family plan. But how did you also, you know, Continue with your independence, like you said, and still do your job and still feel like you had a voice throughout all of these, like Tina said, changes and career moves. Well, one of, one of the, the major decisions we made is that I did discover that I was losing a ground. Uh, as soon, you know, I would take a job and you'd move up and then we moved mm. and then you start over. And then six months later, we only had to do this once, but we didn't know that. We thought we would be moving around the state. So when we moved a second time back home six months later, I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm never going to get anywhere. Uh, So that was a major wake-up call that I am losing ground here in my own plans uh, it was at that point that I sat him down. We both sat together, and I said, you know, I want to go to school because I need to get something other than a support role where you work your way up. I have to have a role where I can move around and start where I'm at. I can start in the middle or at the top or wherever, you know, my experience can take me. So that was a major decision uh, very expensive because we were used to me working full time. Um, I said, I, I need to go to school. I need to get yeah. a degree Good for you. so that That's I can awesome. do these transitions for you right. and not 
lose me. So, uh, you know, that was a four-year fun adventure. Yeah. <laughs> a fun well, adventure. Fun adventures. Yeah, lots of, I've got lots of stories around I that. Can, but I that's can feel you there. I did that with uh, two little kids and uh, a first responder. Uh, I went to nursing school mm. through. Oh, of all things. With little kids. It was oh, great. It was great. It was great. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I slept for four years. Oh, no, no. Not but at it was all. fun. But it was fun. But you know what? It. You know where you what you have to do. Right. Like yeah. I, and but we didn't have the, the threat of moving around, but um, it did give me a little bit of my own identity right. at the end of the day. I didn't go into it thinking that, but the reality is it did give me my own thing mm-hmm. so I didn't get wrapped up into their their whole world. Or get just kind of get pushed aside and yeah. lost. And, yeah. And pretty soon you don't have Because I did have those kind of support role jobs before that. And, you know, when you you have kids and you leave the workforce and then you have to come back in a year later like you have to start again you start Mm -hmm. again so um yeah i can relate to that yeah i hadn't really thought about that in a while but (laughs) (laughs) if you have anything to share like looking back what would you tell a young spouse or a new spouse at any age into the lifestyle because like you, they could be married, I mean, you know, already have kids, and now this is a, uh, another relationship, and you're going to be blending a family, so they're new to the lifestyle. What advice would you give to keep themselves and or the family in the front seat, just as you did? I mean, you were telling some really great stories. I can pull a couple of tips out of there, but do you have any more that you would like to share or some that really, really resonate with you and and have stood the test of time well i would think a couple things come to mind first um you know we leaned on our faith we have a christian faith and we leaned on that and committed to our marriage you know the um i'm not saying that anyone should not ever part ways you don't know someone's story that's very individual. Um, but for the most part, we tried to commit. Not every day was rosy rosy, no, sure. but we tried to, and we were constantly rearranging. Like, okay, this is not working. Let's rearrange. We were not afraid to rearrange. So um, did you actually, can I ask, did you actually have those conversations? Like you would actually come together and say, this current schedule or situation is not working and actually make a commitment to find a compromise or find a change that would work for I don't think we consciously said okay we've got to you know this is how we do things so we're going to do it but I think it evolved into that you know it was either and it did work two ways sometimes he would say you know in fact uh, we tried we had some friends that they would work at night and they'd take care of their children during the day well of course that saves a lot of money we tried that and uh, almost immediately, I just felt like this is too much for you. You can't work all night and work all day. Uh-huh. This is too much. So we weren't afraid to change things around. It was, it was, nothing was set in stone. We went about, you know, that is important. looking for, okay, we have to figure this something else out. Yeah. It sounds so. like you were open to some real non-traditional ways of doing things. 
Uh, yes, I would think so. We, you know, we just tried to figure out what works for us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, like I said, some other spouses, the way they worked it sure. would not have worked for me. So it's very individual. Sure. But we didn't try to, well, you know, uh, Jim and his wife do this. We might have tried it, but we did not try to be Jim and his right. wife. Right. And you can't. No. Every family work. is different, and you just you have to start be flexible. You start feeling then guilty or yeah. like, well, I should feel this way, but I don't, I hate it. Well, because it's not you. Right. You know, it's just not you. There are other things I admire about other spouses. Sure. Um, being very involved, knowing those call signs, you know. <laughs> Was there anything you did that uh, especially kept you guys connected while your kids were younger and up until their teens and then after they left that like kept you as a couple connected because I find that I found that really hard uh, when they kind of got into that 10 year 12 year and they were really engrossed in their career to keep them like to put the relationship in its place as uh, one of the top five things I think my husband and I still need to work on that. We are very involved in our family. And um, although I enjoy being with him, just uh, stealing a weekend away is a huge treat. We, you know, continue to mm -hmm. try to learn that lesson. Like gotcha. you need time for yourselves. You need time, you know, just for the two of you. No talking about the children. No talking about work. How about we talk about you? Right. You know, it's uh, you get in a real bad habit of that. So yeah. I'd say that's a work in process. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. Yeah, definitely. I think it always is. I think be, it's, you know, you know, it's ever changing your relationship, your, you know, your family dynamics, everything changes and you have to um, continue to. Our problem is we're not planners. We're more spontaneous. Nice. Our children are planners, so they got our life planned. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you're both not planners, but you raised three planners. We did. Isn't that interesting? It, it is so interesting. they have our life planned for us, yeah. and by the time the weekend gets here, it's all planned. <laughs> so looking back, you know, we usually talk about real reflections because honestly, we've been in this lifestyle for longer than 20 years and still, still in it. If you could change anything now that you're looking back, maybe a piece of advice to a younger wife, you know, or to your younger self, of how did you think, you know, looking, you could have done differently, you know, if you had another chance to do it, to make maybe your life easier, or, you know, you wish you would have learned when you were younger. I do think I uh, probably would uh, be a little more involved. I would probably make Definitely. a more conscious effort to... Uh, remember, you know, um, remember the story, remember the person, um, not necessarily uh, the call signs. <laughs> well, I was no. waiting. We're going away too far now. To that. And I was like, but just one or two. You'd be okay, right? One yeah. or two. But, you know, just to um, let him have someone that he could share with that not necessarily someone in law enforcement, you know, his wife, if sure. he could share a little more with me. I probably should have been a little more open to that. I didn't want to worry about it. I didn't want to think about it. And so um, he was very respectful of that. But I'm, I think I could have done a better job. I could have, you know, kind of woman up a little bit and, you know, listen to a story or two and let him have 
get to share with me a little more. I think I would have. Oh, thank you for your honesty. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I never would have thought of that, taken that perspective of maybe he needs to tell his stories and And maybe he needs me, or, me to understand it yeah. a little more, you know, of what to he's, how hard this is. Right. Yeah, what he's going yeah. through. Right. Yeah. Wow. How hard it is to kind of uh, turn on and turn off. Mm-hmm, I would think. Yeah. I would think it's yeah. harder than... Uh, maybe I gave him credit for it. He did a great job. Yeah. And so I took that for granted, perhaps. Yeah. Never too late to tell him, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that's, I'll have to think about that I one. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I'm, that's, that's yeah. the one I'm going to chew on for a little bit because that was a huge <laughs> yeah. eye-opener right there for me. Diane, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and bringing your conversation to our table. I've really learned a lot um, that last statement, I think, is going to just really keep me thinking for quite some time. I you know, that's and I our hope takeaway, yeah. I, maybe that is our takeaway. Yeah, thank you thank so you. much, Diane. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for riding along with us today. We hope our perspectives from the passenger seat helped you gain some insights to navigate the Leo lifestyle. For additional information and resources, visit us on Instagram at Ride Along Chronicles. Follow, like, and comment for more. Also, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, hit the subscribe button. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions about this episode or suggestions for future topics, leave a comment or send a confidential email. See you on the next ride.